Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Nicole Bandis, founder of The Virtual A-Team, a virtual services agency that focuses on solopreneurs in the service industry. In 2017, Nicole suffered an unimaginable loss. Her 17-year-old son passed away. That triggered Nicole to discover her purpose, encouraging others to find the time in their lives for what matters most. Helping overwhelmed coaches and consultants who define wealth by the joy in their lives and not by the sign of their bank accounts. As the host of the Coaches Co-Pilot, your online business manager, Nicole shares her ideas on why hiring someone who can do more than check things off your to-do list will push your business further and give you the freedom to focus on bringing in new revenue. This is a subject that is very near and dear to me. I talk about this all the time. And I love the fact that you have made it your mission, you know, to help people out. So let's discuss that today. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate uh, having the platform to just share a little bit more and uh, hopefully make a difference in somebody else's life. I love it. That's exactly what we're here for. If we can just, if we can affect one person, you know, I'm the, we'll call it a day and be very happy about it. So Tell us a little bit about your background, right? About uh, how did you figure out that working with solopreneurs, first of all, could be part of your calling, but also, you know, like how did you get uh, get to the point where, where you decided not to be just a virtual assistant or a virtual specialist, but to actually be that elevated version that helps business owners really knock it out of the park as opposed to making airline reservations and copying and pasting text, things like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like any journey, it's not linear. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think we, we ever have a linear journey, but um, it, it, I've gone through a lot of deviations here and there, but I've always sort of been focused on productivity and being more productive, partly because I'm a chronic migraine sufferer. And so I've always had to think, how can I do less? Because I never know when I'm not going to be able to do something. And I went down the path of coaching entrepreneurs how to be more productive because I'd done so much of this on my own. I'd learn all the tricks and I, I knew all the hacks and uh, mindset shifts to be more productive. But at the end of the day, what they kept telling me is, Nicole, I just need to clone myself. I need somebody that can do this stuff for me. And no matter how many times I would tell them, well, go hire a VA, delegate some of this work. They'd look at me and they'd be like, that's not easy. I mean, there's so many challenges around hiring a VA. Wait a minute. They'd say, Nicole, can you just do this for me? And so it kind of progressed from there. I'm like, all right, 
I'm, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it in a very different way. And I realized that there's some gaps between what a typical solopreneur or a small business owner, you know, they don't, they don't grow up knowing how to delegate. It's not a natural skill. And yet we're asking them to do this on a regular basis in order to build and grow their business. So what they need is they need that whisper, you know, like a VA whisper that can work with them, understand their language, understand what it is that they're trying to communicate and ask for, and then work with the VAs or the other experts, whether it's social media or websites or you, you name it, that online business manager helps to keep everything organized and then helps to manage the team so that the client, that coach doesn't need to really struggle with this piece and figure it all out. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of horror stories around the world of uh, hiring VAs and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that is I've been around long enough to witness the discussions about, oh, well, you know, there, there are dangers about outsourcing to India or there are dangers about outsourcing to, you know, the Philippines or take your pick, you know, whatever other country you want to outsource to. And the fact of the matter is I was usually able to point out the deficiencies in that transfer, not with the people that are in country, rather with the managers that were supplying the work. Right. And I've done that in a, in a number of different cases where I would, uh, where I would explain to them, like, guys, you know, like your, the procedure that you gave them is asking for, for example, a lot of creativity or a lot of, you know, well, you should already know this, you know, since you have a master's degree from the university of university of Bangalore, you know, something like that. Right. And yes. the fact of the matter is you don't, right. You know, you have to be able to convey that. And when you relate it back to the processes that you know, that you need to implement in order to be able to outsource this, not only just outsource it, but to scale it, you know, to give it to two people and then to give mm -hmm. it to four and to give it to eight people, right? Those processes need to be rock solid before you can, uh, you know, really call it a day or even call it successful. Uh, how do you help, you know, clients understand that part, you know, before you even go into the whole discussion of who you should hire and why? Right. It's kind of a coaching process with them. It's our online business managers at Virtual 18 really work closely with our uh, with our clients to be able to pull the information that our experts are going to need. Uh, so that's what their job is. They're enticing that information out of the client. A classic example might be, for example, when a client says, hey, you know what? I need a new logo designed. Uh, I'm tired of the old logo. I need a new logo. And you say, what do you want it to look like? And they're like, I don't know, just design something for me. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I've never once had a successful outcome when a client says that. So it's up to our clients to be able to figure out a little bit more of that process to say, okay, well, I like these colors. This is the, the thing that I want to, I want that to feel like. But a lot of times our experts, the VAs that we're working with, they don't know how to ask the client those specific questions. So there's that gap in the process between how the client will communicate and how the expert wants to get that information and how they receive the information. A lot of times that's that biggest challenge is 
the client thinks the expert should know, and the expert expects the client just to give them all the details. You know what's interesting about that? You know, I heard somewhere where somebody actually, it was in a Facebook post, and I got to find who, uh, who to attribute this to because it's not mine, but basically said something like this, that stop calling them virtual assistants, okay? Start calling them virtual specialists, right? Mm. Because at the end of the day, you know, like an assistant is, you know, yeah, you can go down that you know, that model of you need someone to make you coffee or you need someone to make your airline tickets, you know, whatever, but that's not it, right? If I need someone to write, uh, write copy for me, right? Which is a very different skill for someone to write social media posts for me, which is an entirely different skill to do audio editing, which is entirely different than to do graphic design, right? We're talking right. about, we're talking about these different specialities, right? And, you know, good luck getting whatever subjective, you know, I want to convey out of my head and into theirs in order for them to, you know, create this work. That's where the process is coming. Right. And if you think about it, you know, in terms of, well, I'm going to hire a specialist for, um, you know, just for graphic design, just to make quote cards or things like that. That's great because then that person has a mandate and they're in their zone of genius. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that part is really interesting. But then when you start talking about the online business manager, that's sort of the, uh, you know, the one that ropes everyone together, you know, for the common mission, right? Right. Uh, describe for me a little bit about how you introduce the concept of, a, of an OBM and, you know, why that's different than just having, you know, a small army of virtual specialists around you, you know, that'll yeah. help you get that done. Right. Well, a lot of our clients and a lot of individuals out there, they, you know, you talked at the beginning about having those processes in place. Well, a lot of them don't have their processes in place. They're not far enough along in business or they're not strategic enough to know that, okay, this is going to be duplicatable across the board. Sometimes they need projects or tasks completed that they're not ready to have it duplicatable yet. They're not producing a podcast where every episode is going to be repeated the same exact way or, you know, writing a newsletter. They're still at that phase where they need a funnel and they need, you know, maybe a, an online course created. And even if they're at the place where they're ready to start documenting some of these processes, that's not their area of expertise. They don't know I mean, we can tell them, you know, pull up a Loom video, record yourself doing it. But if that's not their specialty, that's they're, they're going to be focused more on doing other things. So the online business manager really is that person that can kind of come in and drive the process to systematize and, and make more strategic the business as a whole. And then you know, before we hit record, you were talking about the time that it takes to manage your team. That's a big component. A lot of people get stuck in this loop of, well, now I'm not doing the stuff, but it takes me the time to actually manage each of these individuals. And let's just say, you know, an opt-in, for example, you need somebody that's going to be a website designer to create the landing page. You need somebody that's going to be a graphic designer to create the image. You need somebody that's going to be a copy or a content writer to create the verbiage. And you need somebody that's going to be your email specialist to program all the emails in and get the form set up. Now, you can do all that yourself, or you can manage each of those individuals, or you can hire an online business manager. And they're going to take care of all of the details for you. You're talking to one person. 
not for. What qualities do you look for when you're trying to get somebody to reach that next step in their career to go from being a specialist to being an OBM? They have to have an attention to detail. They have to really be a go-getter. I mean, they have to, an online business manager is not going to sit back and wait for you to give them the next task or project. They're going to be more proactive and they're going to say, hey, we could do this for you. Hey, we can do that for you. You know, and they're going to hold you accountable a little bit to some of the stuff that you're like, yeah, you know, I've been wanting to do this for a while. They're going to be like, hey, what are we waiting for? Let's get that done. You know, let's make it happen. And, you know, there has to be a personality connection. I mean, a lot of times we say don't hire our friends and that makes sense, but this person is going to be your right hand. And so you should be able to have a good connection with them and communicate well with them. There should be no issues or concerns with, you know, is there a language barrier? Is there a time zone barrier? You know, are they going to be accessible to you when you really need them to be accessible to you? I think you hit on some really important, you know, they sound minor when you say them, but they really are important points. Right. I tell people it doesn't matter to me whether you're across the street or halfway around the world. You're remote to me. Right. You mm-hmm. you are absolutely remote. So the way I communicate with you, you know, whether I'm speaking to my, you know, to my project manager in Boca or my, you know, or my graphic designer in the Philippines. Right. I really have to be able to convey that stuff because I don't have the luxury of going over there and meeting them face to face. Pre-COVID, right. by the way, that was my mission. I did go and meet everybody who I worked with. Wow. You know, I'll fly over and go and meet with them, but that was a different time. Right. And what was interesting about that. And, uh, you know, that's my one big tip. If you have the opportunity to do it, definitely go and meet these people in person. Because what happens is that once you break bread with them, once you have a drink with them, it's like, that's it. It really solidifies the, uh, it really solidifies the relationship. Right? There's a lot so, more loyalty there for sure. There's a lot more loyalty because like I had a programming team, you know, in, uh, in Santa Fe, Argentina, and th- they were just amazed that I took time out of my schedule to fly to South America and go and meet them. Right. Cause it wasn't Buenos Aires, you know, it was like another town, you know, f- you know, further up and you know, something that's it, you know, like I'm like client number one, you know, anything I ask for, you know, it gets priority and it was great. You know, it was, it was a really great thing. And why? Because I took the time. Right. So, you know, definitely if, you know, if you can make things like that happen, awesome. But some of the other things that, you know, you talked about with dealing with time zone issues, right? So if I'm at my best at 10 in the morning, you know, but it's nine o'clock at night when you, you are finally dealing with your OBM, you know, in their time zone, you know, there's going to be a different energy factor there, right? Some people are used to it, others not so much, right? So you need to make sure that you're accommodating that. I think also, you know, the corporate culture and the personal culture you're trying to, uh, you're trying to cultivate, you know, I think you really hit it on the head is that you, you really need to make it interesting for that OBM to work with you, right? Cause you don't want to give them just busy work. You know, you need them to be invested in your mission as well. Right. Yeah. And, you know, don't forget that even if they're a freelancer and not an employee, I mean, they could be an employee too, but even if they're just a freelancer, you know, I love the love languages quiz for this. 
you know, have them take the love language quiz and really get to understand how they accept gratitude and appreciation. If they are a words of affirmation person, you better be praising them every chance that you can get. Not not to the point where it feels inauthentic for sure, but, you know, really take advantage of how they feel appreciated most effectively. I love that tip. I didn't even think of that one. I'm definitely going to be using that one going forward. Let me ask you something. Can you talk to us about a success that you've had, you know, where somebody came into your realm and realized that they were just, they, you know, they were just flailing and you get an OBM in there and really made the house right. And they were able to scale. How did that happen? And like, what was the net result of those actions? You know, a lot of times it is a scenario where they're coming on board. They don't have their systems in place yet. They don't have their standard operating processes written down or documented. And there's a few things that are kind of like all over the board. And they're like, well, I know I need to do that. I want to do this. I'm not quite ready to do that. And usually over the course of time, we get them sort of organized. We get everything flowing. And I hate to say it, but we almost get ourselves out of a job sometimes because we've strategized everything and systematized it so neatly that then they can go and do these things on their, well, not on their own, but they can hire and do the management on their own because everything is more turnkey, you know? So we've had success doing that where, you know, the client will come in and, you know, they might have one or two processes. They know what their product is. They know what they're great at doing, but they're not good at scaling their business because they're so busy trying to figure out whether or not that invoice was paid that they forget to follow up with that prospective client. And when we can put all those tools and systems in place, then all of a sudden that stuff is taken care of. You know, I love that because that's when you embrace you know, as a business owner, the concept of having someone who really does have your back and really does understand you know, takes the time to understand how your business works and what they can do for you. That is where the life changing, you know, the life changing actually happens. When I had my first, uh, my first OBM, what happened was I got to the point where I was able to put the phone down for more than a day. Right. Crazy, isn't it? (laughs) It's not super like, like, oh my God, like seriously. And I'm like, no, this is, this was huge because I was constantly checking email. I was constantly afraid that something was going to go down. I was constantly, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, my mind was o- almost every, everywhere else except for where it needed to be. Right. And then once I got that, you know, that clarity and had the grace to be able to, you know, just be able to open up my, it, it, it changed things. Right. And it really made, it made my business more profitable. It made, um, it had a definitive effect on my, on my personal relationships as well as my professional ones, because now I had more bandwidth, you know, for each of these. Right. Mm-hmm. So I really, you know, I really appreciated, you know, taking that step and moving that part forward. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's the foundation of my belief system to, you know, really make time for what matters most. And, you know, I, I walk the walk, I work less than 20 hours a week because I've chosen to work less than 20 hours a week. Could I make more money? Could I build my business faster if I worked more than that? Absolutely. I could, but 
we only have one chance at every moment in our life and I'm going to make the most of it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Nicole, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly? Yeah, for sure. So I've got a website, virtualateam.com, and that has all the bells and whistles, all my social media. You can connect to me in all of the places at that one place. And then I also have a uh, free calculator. You can go to canyouaffordtooutsource.com and find out how much can you actually afford to pay somebody to get some of this stuff off your plate. I love it. Made a, made a calculator specifically for that one purpose. What a great idea. That's right. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I really appreciate, you know, talking about this stuff. I really hope that, uh, you know, that somebody listening really will get inspired to, you know, make that next step in their business in order to really achieve the levels of scale that they were, that they were meant to achieve. So, and OBMs are definitely an integral part of that. So thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.